Welcome to Lead Today with me, Kalina. Let's talk leadership. Okay, hello and welcome back to the show. I am excited for today because this framework is something I use with clients almost every day, it feels like. It's a framework that's just such a brilliant way to understand the parts of your mind. It's also super easy. You don't have to go into really long explanations. People just get it. This makes sense. And it's the framework of the critic, the dreamer, and the realist, or the realist, the dreamer, and the critic, whatever order you want. But it's so valuable and important because oftentimes we get into kind of ruts or ways of thinking. And a lot of us are very critical of ourselves. And what happens when you get super critical? Well, usually it feels like your list of things that you need to do that you're not doing well enough is a mile long and you get overwhelmed, don't know where to start, and then you don't do anything. And this could be in any area of your life. Obviously, I know this well. I am not immune to the human challenges, the challenges of the human mind. And so I found this framework really helps me, my clients, people love it. So let's dive in and see not only what it is, but how you can utilize it in your day-to-day life. This can be work or anything you're thinking about, because in reality, this can take over your thinking everywhere, relationships, work, leading a team, building your business, chatting with clients, how you feel about your body. It just shows up everywhere. So as I, as the title alludes, we're talking about three separate parts of the mind, ways and internal dialogues, ways that we think in internal dialogues that are sort of different roles within our minds. And so one way you can think about it is, you know, three seats at a table or three different voices. I'm sure you've seen yourself kind of get into one or the other, right? I mean, we intuitively know what the critic is. It's analyzing, evaluating our actions. Some people think of that sort of as our conscience telling, it's telling you what you should do and how you should do it. It's in a negative light. It can be judgmental, create more self-doubt. It focuses on ways that you're not good enough. And who doesn't have a list of reasons about themselves that just make them feel like they're not good enough. I mean, we all do. So that's where it can lead to overwhelm where it feels like, okay, I'm not good enough and I can't do anything about this, but the, I can't do anything about this piece is where we need to turn it around. The critic is simply one of the players or one of the people at the table of your mind. And you have to remember, this is probably the most powerful part. Your critic is useful. I mean, your critic is trying to reorient you and bring you back on track to be the person that you can be this great person. It wants you to be amazing. It has standards for you. It's like your parents or a teacher that believes in you. The critic wants you to do great things, wants you to reach your potential, fulfill all of your hopes and dreams from the dreamer. It wants good things for you. It just sometimes sounds like a cranky old grandpa or (laughs) it sounds like a cranky part of you that just won't relent. Here are all the reasons why you suck. But let's use this. And the whole point of this episode is to become friends really with all three parts of ourselves because when they work in tandem, you can get a lot done. So here's what I mean. You've got this long to-do list, right? There are these things that are not good about you. Let's write them down. So everybody knows, right? Get it out of your head, get it onto a piece of paper, get it onto some note-taking tool, 
I don't care where you put it. Just get it out of your head and your swirling thoughts and onto somewhere that you can look at it and cross things off a list. Because what I've found with my clients is that the list is never quite as long as you think. It's never quite as bad as it could be or as you think it is when you just write it down. So let's start there. Write down all the things that your inner critic says, you're to this, you're not enough that, you should be doing this, you should be doing less of that. Write those things down. They're trying to orient you to your standards of integrity. That's from a book by Maria Nemeth. Um, it's called The Energy of Money. And I'd love to get into a series about that book because I, I think it's really brilliant too. But not for today. <laughs> but it's a concept called standards of integrity. Essentially, it's your values, right? I mean, it's just a different way of saying your values. People say similar things with different words, but we really need to focus on just knowing mental frameworks so that we can think better, more productively, more in a more empowering fashion so that we can get what we want out of life. That's the whole point of this, right? That's why you listen to a show about self-leadership because you want to be able to lead yourself better in your day-to-day -day life. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm investigating these topics so that I can lead myself better in my day-to-day -day life when I hit roadblocks, when things don't go as I want or hoped or planned. I need tools and frameworks, ways to address these things. So the critic, the realist, and the dreamer, this framework is definitely my best friend. So, okay, you're judging, you're doubting, lots of mistakes and shortcomings. Perfect. Now you've made a list. The, the critic has its list of items that want to reorient you back to the straight and narrow, right? That course that you're supposed to be on, the course that you know, and you have guilt associated when you're not following through on these things, right? We all sort of do. Like we know, oh, I'm not meeting the mark when it comes to the way I'm showing up at work or in my friendships, or with my husband, or friends, or parents, like you know when you're not meeting the mark. And you can't be 100% in everything all the time. So this isn't supposed to be another guilt trip. It's supposed to be a reflection. A reflection of where are you at right now? And you will that will change over time. Sometimes you'll be more invested on the work front, and you've got to kind of come back into the personal life section. Sometimes something really terrible could be happening in your personal life or something really great that's requiring your attention, your critic is calling you back to the middle, calling you back to balance. So, okay, you've got this list of things, right? Great. Now what? Well, <laughs> hopefully the realist, and it's, it's important and worthwhile to note that often we have different tendencies and it can be contextual or just we can have a habit of being in one or the other more often than not. So some people are more critical. They're more in the critic. Other people are more realistic and really want things to be actionable and practical, reasonable, feasible. They want, okay, what is a realistic solution here? So some people live more in the realist. Then there are people that are the dreamers. We know those, right? Lots of ideas, really hard to implement things, don't often follow things through, um, you know, big ideas. And we all have all three of these. So again, don't, you've got all three of them. If one of them's super quiet lately, doesn't mean you don't have it. It means that we need to bolster that voice. We need to bolster that internal dialogue so that you have all three core parts at the table of your mind, right? All three parts weighing in. Because I mean, imagine, right? You know, if you don't have the critic, you're going off track. If you don't have the realist, well, then you're just overwhelmed with how awful you are, but you don't have a realistic plan to improve, right? Which also isn't great if you just know how awful you are, but you don't do anything about it. And then if you're just doing things, but you don't really have a dream or an aim or a bigger picture plan, 
well, then you're just doing and putting out fires, but you're not really dreaming and aiming at something big. And so you need all three, right, to really play well together. And so as I said already, the realist is this pragmatic point of view. It's something that we all have and our minds go to. Often, I would say men have this tendency of really being in a pragmatic, really practical, okay, here are the steps to achieve the goal, right? Whereas women sometimes need to be in the emotions and the communication, the feeling and thinking about it longer, um, especially outward communication. But that's more <laughs> that's more about communication and less about this framework. But just to say, right, notice your dialogue, notice which one sort of wins out for you. And it can be interesting, like sometimes your tendency might be, okay, I'm really, I have a tendency to be very realistic at work, but when it comes to my dating life, I'm less realistic and I'm more the dreamer, or I'm really a dreamer about money, but I'm realistic about my family challenges or my learning, how I'm learning, right? So you can see, okay, what are my tendencies also? Who is in the driver's seat of my life more often than not? And you can see, okay, the dreamer is really active when it comes to my work. I have these big career aspirations, but when it comes to my family life, I'm really critical. I'm critical of myself and the people around me, my personal relationships. I'm always kind of finding what's wrong with the situation um, and not really coming up with solutions or vice versa. I complain a lot at work. I complain about my work a lot, but I'm not really using the realist to step in and do anything about it. That's a lot of the people that I would see, right? Who either want to start a business have a business or want to change careers. And they're just not happy because they've got the critic down. They know what's up with the critic. Sometimes the dreamer knows kind of what they want, but maybe the critic has shut them down long enough that they feel like it's unrealistic. Right. And so the critic is running the show. The dreamer is silent in the corner because you're not supposed to, the, this is silly. This is unrealistic. This is too big. This is, you'll never do this. You're not good enough. And so the critic, the critic shuts down the dreamer and the realist has no space to put together an action plan, how you can use these together. So I think you understand um, how those three work, right? Kind of makes sense. Okay. There's this dreamer that has these big dreams. The realist has to bring the dreamer back to earth and create a game plan step-by-step. Step. How are you going to do this? And the critic is kind of there saying, Hey, watch out for this. Hey, watch out for that. Like if you're driving a car, right? The dreamer kind of has the map. The realist is maybe plotting out the steps. It's doing the navigation, turn right here, turn right there. Right. And the critic is saying, watch out pothole. Hey, there's a, you know, there's a radar or, you know, here's the speed limit. And so it's trying to moderate risk as the realist is being practical. And the critic is looking out for shortcomings or mistakes. And the dreamer is bringing in new ideas and tapping into potential opportunities. Can you see how those three could really work in tandem together if you can just get them on the same team, which is again, no small feat. Uh, I'm not pretending like that's easy, but it is doable. And especially with this framework, because you can hear and listen to all three parts. So you've made that list where all, where all the things that the critic thinks that you need to change, do better, do differently. The critics got a list. And, and normally when I start there with people, They've got 10 things they'd like to change or 12 or, but it's never a hundred. So you've got your things. Then you can ask the dreamer. And some people, like I said, it's harder to give space. The critic or the realist is really quick to, like I had one, um, one woman in a session where it was like, oh yeah, well, I'd love to do this, but and within the same sentence, 
she couldn't finish the sentence to say, this is what I'd love to do. And then, okay, but here are the considerations, right? It was like all in one fell swoop. Um, there was no space for the brainstorming. So first step maybe is brainstorm, right? And we know this intuitively. Everybody says it. If you brainstorm business ideas or date ideas or this or that, and great. Now you have this amazing technology of Google and ChatGPT and others that can help you brainstorm. So if your dreamer is obnoxiously quiet, utilize technology and or friends or just quiet time meditation in your own space, in nature alone, but find a way to get alone with your thoughts and brainstorm some ideas of what could be. And you can do this with a couple areas of your life, right? Work, relationships, money, usually tied to work, health. So the three main niches that we talk about often are money, relationships, and health. And so within that, I mean, you could go really much further down, right? Like relationships, you could be a parent, you could be a spouse, you could have friendships, you can have uh, your, your parents or your your family, right? And so you can have kind of subsets um, and you can look at, okay, what? how would I like love this to be? What's my vision of a great life, of a great day, of these relationships? How would I love them to look? How do they look now? And then once you have, so you've got these dreams, these brainstorm dreams of your relationships, of your money. And so that's your career, any other projects you have that bring in money or ways that you're contributing to your community or to causes, any way that you're contributing. Money is kind of, I don't know, it's a good word for the niche, but we can kind of expand it to say contribution um, because it's not always paid. Um, and then health or beauty, which is physical health. You can add in mental health, emotional health, wellness, right? Um, I'd kind of go, people add in spirituality to this component. So spiritual health as well. And, and evaluate that. Okay. How's my physical health? How's my mental health? How's my spiritual health? What's my money situation from a saving, spending, earning, investing perspective. So you can go through all those categories and walk yourself through. And that's where the dreamer can really, really help. And so now that you have the framework with the dreamer of the different things you want, you can go through with the realist and start. And this is where a coach or somebody else on the other side of the table is useful to walk back and forth with as a realist perspective to kind of push against if, if your vision is feasible and how you can go about bringing it to life. But you can do this for yourself. Bring the realist to the table and say, okay, so how are we going to bring this to life? What are we going to do about the obstacles? What are we going to do? What are the necessary steps for each one of these categories? And so you bring in that kind of logical mind, that pragmatic point of view, right? And so you've got the steps to bring you from point A to point B, which is a lot of coaching. What coaching is, it's identify your vision, right? So we tap into your dreamer. What's the vision? Where do you want to be? What's that big point B in your, whatever you were working on? Then we bring in the realist and we say, okay, what are the steps to get there? Right? And then we bring in the critic and we say, all right, now that we know the dream, we know the steps to get there. What are the potential pitfalls? Where have you made mistakes in the past? What could hinder the progress going forward? Where do you see some opportunities for improvement? Or what are your shortcomings? What do you think the risks are? Potholes, right? And so now you feel prepared. Now you feel armed for whatever it is that you're trying to achieve because you know what you want. You've identified it. You've declared it and accepted that you want it. 
Then you've come up with your game plan. And as the realist shows up and as the critic shows up with potential, you know, potholes and roadblocks, you can use that to gather more information, right? You can research, you can have conversations with other people. These three parts are just within your own mind. But bonus, of course, now that you know these parts are in your mind and how to kind of negotiate with them to, well, work toward a goal or just even have further understanding of how you're thinking throughout the day. Now you can also look through this lens of this framework and see where other people are at, the people you're managing, the people on your team, the people around you, your spouse, your friends, somebody, the critic in your friend group is somebody, the dreamer who's, who's the realist always saying guys, but what about this and this and this and this, we need to still do these things. Right. And you'll see in your relationships who takes on which one more often and in what context, I think it's fascinating to see how other people operate and then you can be a better support to them too. Right. Because if you see, oh, they're really in the dreamer mode, but they could use a realist or a critic. Well, then you can choose to support them in that way if that's what they want. So this is helpful for you with your own thinking, as well as how you can manage, serve others and in your professional and personal relationships. So I think if we embrace these roles, we make friends with them, we utilize all three for their strengths and really go forward in our, with our dreams, utilizing the critic for good, rather than being scared of the critic or avoiding the critic because it's harsh and feels scary, which the more you avoid it, the harsh, the more harsh and scary it gets often, the monster gets bigger, right? Um, so the more we're willing to look at these parts, give them a voice, give them space to share their concerns, their dreams, their wishes, right? Share what they want. Um, we really do come into a harmonious balance with the three of them so that we can be aware of the concerns, be aware of the dreams and the plan, the steps to get there, and then bring these to life again in this harmonious, everybody on board kind of way, rather than dragging one of these parts, kicking and screaming and or being ignored. So I'm so glad you tuned in today. This is just, this topic is near and dear to my heart. If you like this, I will absolutely make a part two if it's useful for you. And I hope this episode has provided valuable insights into this framework of the critic, realist, and dreamer. And I hope you'll stay tuned for future episodes where we'll share more about different transformative ideas, self-leadership, as you know, this is all about how you can lead yourself better to then serve and, and support others by your example. So Please do also remember to subscribe, leave a review and share this podcast with someone that would benefit so that they too can learn about this great framework. And until next time, take good care until then. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this episode today. It really helps the show when you like, review, subscribe, or donate to support the effort to continue producing amazing episodes just like this one. I look forward to seeing you again in another episode very soon and take good care until then.